0: We worship the one who speaks and the mountains move. We worship the one who heals just because he is. We worship the one who may say, hang on. Amen. Well, it's great to be here with you. It's great to be worshiping with you, man. Just fired up to continue celebrating our Savior. With all of you that are here in person, with those who are joining online, we are rallying together to make much of Jesus Christ. That's our goal. And we've been talking about walking through John chapter 15 and having a John chapter 15 life. And uh, what does that look like, right? And so the first series that we went through was what it means to abide in him to take time with life in Him, to enjoy, no matter the circumstance, to celebrate our God and to follow Him and seek after Him with all we've got. That's been the Abide series, and now it's time for the next series. We're launching today with the next series. This series is called Ask, right? It says in Scripture in John 15, if you abide in me, ask whatever you will, and it will be given to you ask. This is a call for us to pray, not pray first, abide first, then pray, right? So we're diving into an awesome time of learning and studying what it is to have a power prayer life. And that is not just because we're under a boil order with the coffee mugs out, right? Like I know for many of you, you're like, this is a hard day, man. And, uh, Well, we've got a little bit of prayer time that we're going to be able to go through and learn about, and may God get all the glory. This is the second time this week we've been under a boil order. Just so you know, this area has had a couple of water main issues, and so the first one was on Wednesday, you know, to almost affect the Wednesday night services, and then this one on Sunday, you know, just because. So uh, we're walking through it, we're excited about it, praise God, the bathrooms are running, all that's good, and uh, the coffee makers are not, and all that's bad. Right? But uh, we'll go through it together. And all of God's people said, Amen, amen, man. So excited to be here with you. Let's get after it together. Our job is to learn what it is to have a power prayer life. So turn with me, if you will, to Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 5. Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 5. And we're going to get going after it here today. First point in prayer don't pray to impress others. Don't pray to impress others. Jesus starts out as he gets to be pretty clear on what prayer is. He's like, let's start with what it's not, right? And so don't pray to impress others. If we're going to understand this passage and know what's going on, first we have to have a little bit of context, all right? So context, we're very early in Jesus' ministry. You know that because it's chapter 6 of Matthew, right? It's early on, right? We're early in Jesus' ministry, And Jesus is just starting to roll out his concept of the kingdom of God. What does it mean that there's going to be a kingdom, a Messiah, a Savior, a ruler? How is this whole thing going to work? He's like, here's what the kingdom of God is like, Matthew chapter 5. Here's what the kingdom of God is like. And that's when he's like, blessed are the, and he starts filling in the blanks. And he gives some understanding. People are a little dumbfounded, quite frankly, because he's supposed to be the Messiah taking over as king. And he's like, here's what the kingdom of God is like. And what they expect to hear is, I will dominate. I will rule over all and everyone will bow to me. Israel will be the nation among nations. That's what they're expecting to hear. And he starts out and he's like, blessed are the poor in spirit. And they're like, wow, this is not motivating Like, this isn't the way I expected this to go. And as he walks through what the kingdom of God is going to be like, he talks about a humble spirit before our God as we worship him on our knees, as he fills us to the brim and over. And then he says, and here's what it means to pray. And that's where we're picking it up, all right? So here we go, starting in verse 5 of chapter 6. It says, and when you pray... You must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward already, right? He's like, and when you pray. Notice it does not say, and if you pray. Everybody say, not that. It's not if, man. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, we are called to pray, to spend time with our God, to communicate with our King on a regular daily basis, to have an interaction with Him where we're letting Him change our lives, where it's us in the presence of the Almighty God and when you pray. And make sure that that's a part of your life. Too many of us make sure that there are a lot of things that are a part of our life and prayer is not one of those. May prayer become a commitment that we go after, that this church is fired up to go after. And when you pray, he says, you must not be like the hypocrites. Don't be like these guys. Don't be like the guys who say one thing, but they're doing another. That's what a hypocrite is. You say one thing, you do another. Don't be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, Now, just so you know, as Jesus is talking to Jewish people, and he says, listen, don't be like the hypocrites. They're not quite sure where he's going with it. He says, you know, the ones who stand up and pray in the synagogue or on the street corner, I mean, now they clearly know what he's talking about. He's now called out the religious leadership in the Jewish community. He's talking about the Pharisees. He's talking about people who say one thing, but their hearts are in a totally other place. He's like, don't be like the people who make it all public, standing up in synagogues and on street corners. I want to make this really clear. He's not talking about the location being bad. It's not wrong to pray in a synagogue. It's not the location. It's the motivation, right? He's like, be careful for these guys who are standing up in public in the synagogues and on the street corners. Uh by the way, on the street corners was a very typical spot for like a Pharisee to go. He would go out there in his um, garb wearing his prayer shawls and whatever, and he would stand on the corner, and he would begin to do his uh, Jewish praying thing where he's kind of going back and forth and praying so loud and so serious, and others walking by are like, that guy is so spiritual. But inside, Jesus said, It's like a tomb of death. You're a whitewashed tomb. Later on, as he's making it clear, man, they were just putting on a show. And so it's not about the location. It's not wrong to pray on a street corner. It's not wrong to pray in a synagogue. But their goal was, their motivation was, he says it next, that they may be seen by others. And there's their goal. They've decided to try to take the religious step, and make it something where people would look at them and go, wow, I want you to be impressed with me so, and uh, that they might be seen by others. Their purpose was to appear righteous while they were not righteous. Their purpose was to appear pious while they were not pious. So I just wrote these words down. Um, Man, if you pray way more in public than in private, you're probably not praying in order to abide. If you pray way more in public than in private, like if the only time you light it up is when others are around, you're probably not praying to abide. So our goal here is not to live some kind of hurt and shame down. Our goal is to say, Lord, let's change what needs to change. May my prayer life come on fire. Ready? And all of God's people said, please hear me. May our prayer life become fervent on fire. That's our goal. That means our goal is not to be seen by others. Everybody say, not that. Dude, that's not our goal. Doesn't mean it's wrong to pray in front of others. But that's not the goal. We're not praying to be seen by others. We'll put it this way. Prayer is not a performance art. Clear enough? Prayer is not a performance art. And uh, it's a huge deal. In fact, there are many who are maybe even hesitant to pray because they're like, I'm not sure what to pray. I don't know if I would sound like it's the right way to pray. Dude, it's not about that. It's about you with your God, no matter what anybody else thinks. Ready? And all of God's people said, don't miss that. You with your God, doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. May you celebrate your king. He says, truly, I say to you, like this is a fact, count on this. They have already received their reward." They're praying massively and powerfully as if sort of to say, I'm going to get extra blessing from God. But the reality is they were really targeting getting some people to think highly of them. Well, they got that. They have achieved their work and that's all they're going to have. He's like, know this, when our goal is to just show off, then all you have is the showing off. And that's what they were lacking in and that's what they were missing would say it this way in the new testament it talks about uh, works that are done for self burning like wood hay and straw he's like be careful these guys are investing into just the show on the outside don't be that when you go after prayer you know i i'll say this i i love the fall I love as the temperatures begin to get a little more crisp outside and Uh, Man, the colors just start popping on the trees. Have you noticed as you're driving in, some of the trees are just lit on fire with color already. Some of them are kind of dull. They're starting to brighten up as we speak right now. I love that. I love being able to get out in the woods, do a little deer hunting and just kick back the gorgeous colors, a little bit of the crisp feel in the air and being able to see things that the rest of the year maybe I'm not out there for. It's awesome to be a part of. Probably one of the biggest things I love about the fall is football. Like I love to be able to see all the different games going on at all the different times. I love watching games. I love being able to cheer for games. It's been a blast to be a part of. And this is actually the first year I've done fantasy football. I have to confess that a little bit because it's starting to get a little consuming in my life. But I love fantasy football now. It's the first time I've done it. I said, hey, there's a lot going on. In years past, I've just made sure I stayed off of. And now I've decided to jump in. And so I'm a part of a fantasy football thing. And love being able to watch the different games, know what's going on, see what's happening, and and being able to cheer and celebrate with some of it. And and it's a blast. Do you remember back just a couple years ago? I don't want to say that C word. But do you remember when that thing happened? And football was not allowed to be gone to. Nobody could be in the stadium. Do you guys remember this just a couple years back? Nobody in the stadium. They tried one game that way and it was lame. Like people would have this huge run, this big play and... Silence. So they're like, that's terrible. So they actually took canned cheering And there was a guy sitting up there watching and as a good play would happen, he'd be like, "Ah!" and then pull it back down. Volume manager, yes, and then pull it down. So there's a big applause in the stadium, filling a 70,000 seat stadium with fake applause. Beautiful, right? That was football for that year. And then they were like, it's kind of lame. It's obvious it's canned. So they put fake people in the stands. Do you remember this? We took cutouts and we cut out. How much are we about impressing people, right? We'll take cutouts of people and we'll stick them every so often because that would be too many people, you know? So we'll just put it every so often around. And now these fake people are standing there smiling. (laughs) And when a big play happens, they're like, woo, yeah. And bring it back down. That was lame, man, right? That was football a couple years back. How much is that sport all about the entertainment and the impressing of others, right? Man, may our prayer life not be like football from that season where it was worthless unless there was somehow some kind of cheering, even if it was fake. May our prayer life be about our walk with our God. It is not an entertainment thing. It is not a show thing. Prayer. It is about me with my God, personally, may he get all the glory. Ready? And all of God's people said, amen, Amen, man. Simple question. So how are you doing in your prayer life? Man, are you ready to commit along with me to saying, okay, Lord, I am ready To see my prayer life, my personal prayer life with you ignite. I am ready to commit to saying, okay, Lord, there's not a lot I have down here. I'm ready to go after it. Or maybe you're like, dude, I, I do have my prayer life down. Great. And even more so then, like, Lord, I am ready to light it up for you. Deep breath. Here we go. May God get all the glory and all of God's people said. All right, point number two. So first was don't impress, don't pray to impress others. Now it's don't pray to impress your heavenly father. Just so we're super clear, we're like, don't pray to impress others. And many would say, no, you, you pray to impress God. And, uh, and I understand the heart behind what they're saying, but um, no, right? Not that. Don't pray to impress the heavenly father. We're going to see it next in the verses here. Don't pray to impress the heavenly father. Here we go. He says, "But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret." Go into your room. In fact, the word used there probably maybe best defined as this little stone room kind of closed off is what they would have had back then or, or maybe it was a bedroom that's God calling right there. Make sure you get that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Or or maybe, maybe it was a closet. I'm just trying to pick up like that didn't happen, okay? Maybe it was a closet, right? Like whatever. Like you're spending some time alone with your God with your father who is in secret. You know, in the book of Timothy, like Paul talking to Timothy, challenging him, he says, listen, this is our God. He's immortal, invisible, the only wise God. Our God who works in this world. He is a spiritual God. He is a God who works in the world of the unseen. But he is a miracle-working God at that. May God get all the glory. He's like, listen, as you Go to get alone with your God. Recognize he is the invisible God. Your job, be like your God. Be willing to get alone with your God who works in the invisible unseen world. Lord, I am willing to go to the unseen spot. Close the door. It's you and me. Let's do this together. Be like your God with you, alone with him. As he is unseen, so now you are unseen says and your father who sees in secret will reward you like remember the reward of the one who does it publicly for the show gets just the show the applause but the prayer in private with your God he says there's a special reward that comes from being with him Yes, there's the assurance of the soul. Yes, there's the kind of the growing us up, getting us fired up about who he is. And yes, more than that, even answered prayer in the midst as we spend time with him. It's like, yeah, there'll be a reward with him. He says, and when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think they will be heard for their many words. Now, remember, in the first part, he's like, don't be like the Pharisees, the religious people. Now he's like, don't be like the Gentiles, a whole collection of people, basically, it actually, the word there, the nations, all the people who were non-Jewish, who lived for themselves. He's like, they're out there, and they're just using a lot of words, man. They're just blasting a lot of words up, hoping that that accomplishes something. Don't just heap up empty phrases, As the Gentiles do, for they think they will be heard for their many words. The Gentile way was to be wordy, repetitive, showy. Everybody say, not that. Dude, not that. That's not prayer either. Right? If you know people who have prayers memorized and they quote off many long words, not that. Or they're trying to just have This repeated, over and over, showy, wordy statement. They think they will be heard for their many words. Are you hearing that? Like somehow if you only say a few words, God goes, I'm sorry, did you say something? Like God misses it all of a sudden. Everybody say, not that. No. They're like, well, maybe if I just keep talking and talking and talking, eventually I can get through He's like, no, that's not what it is. For us to be able to have a connection with him. And I'll just say this. He says, don't use these empty phrases. Don't use these repetitive phrases quoted over and over again. I'm going to say this. Let's be careful because we're about ready to look at an example that Jesus gives. And some have taken that example and they just use it as a quote. And they just quote the prayer over and over and over again. Not that. Everybody say, Not that. It's meant to be a guideline. It's meant to give us some understanding of how to approach our God. May he get all the glory. It says, for they think they will be heard for their many words. They seek to influence the Father not because of their relationship and their righteousness with their God, but because of their wordiness. Like, that's it. I'm gonna see if I can influence God by talking a lot. Everybody say, that's a terrible plan. (laughs) That's a terrible plan. He says, do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. He's like, let me make this really clear. If you continue to talk and talk and talk because you think God the father didn't know, newsflash, he already knows. Like how often do we pray where we're actually approaching God and we're like, God, I don't know if you're aware of this, but, like, let me inform you of what's going on. I can't imagine how kind God is as we begin to tell him the details. Lord, here's what's happening in this, and do you see this, right? It would be very appropriate for God to roll the eyes a little bit. I know, I know, I am right there in this. Come with me on this. This is a huge deal. And that's not wrong for us to communicate with our God, to be able to say, Lord, this is what's wrecking me. Now we're getting real in our prayer. Look, God, this is where I'm shattered right now. Lord, I know you know it all. This is hard. Dude, that's some power prayer. As we start to get real with our God, relational with our God, and we lay ourselves down before him. He says, do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask. Like, hear me, we're not informing our God. We're not impressing our God. He knows you, he loves you, and he is so aware of what's going on in your life. Your God is right there with you. I'll say it this way. Legalism, when we start to go after a walk with Christ, we can often replace a real powerful relational walk with Christ with a legalism. We can end up all of a sudden saying, just give me the rules, I'll live it. I'll live it good enough. I'll live it righteous enough that you got are actually like, nice job. And I'm trying to like live to impress you. And if I can live it well enough That you'll actually say, let me reward for that good effort. And legalism, man, it can steal your relationship with Jesus. Be careful with it. And we're not there to impress. Ready? We're there to depend on him. Prayer. We are not there to impress. We are there to depend on him. Lord God, my heart is breaking, and I lean on you. To depend with all we've got, may God get all the glory. So simple question, are you ready to depend on him? Are you ready to enter the throne room, a quiet room somewhere, wherever it is in your house or some getaway, And say, okay, God, it's you and me. It doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be wordy. It doesn't have to impress another person at all. This is you with your God just getting real. May God get all the glory. Are you ready for your prayer life to turn a corner? For it to become daily, regular, relational, dependent, all for his name. I just so wrote these down. Few words, dependent heart. Few words, dependent heart. It's not measured in the number of words, but let's just say not many is not needed, right? Many is not needed. Few words, dependent heart. You don't have to have all these big, fancy theological terms. You don't have to be just, God, here's where I'm at. Lord, I know who you are, right? Sincere and real. We are alone with the king of the universe. All right. So that's what prayer is not. So then what is prayer? Here we go. Point number three. Pray humbly using a balanced guideline. Pray humbly using a balanced guideline. And we're going to walk through now verses 9 through 13, which you should have gotten a bookmark when you came in. Hopefully you did. If you did not, make sure you grab one on the way out, right? These bookmarks are actually just going to take Matthew 6 and walk it through, break it down, and give us a little bit of a guideline. Everybody say guideline. Right? It is not meant to be a, hey, quote these verses. You can. There's nothing wrong with quoting a verse. That's great. Don't just make it a repetitive quote, and that's all it is in your life. It's a guideline for how we approach our God. So we're going to break the verse, the prayer down, and get the guideline. Today we're gonna do the whole thing and we're gonna get it all and then we're gonna go back piece by piece over the next weeks and start to ground out our prayer life, all right? So here we go, let's get through the guideline today. Starting in verse nine. He says, pray then like this. Please note, he does not say pray this. Hear the difference? He's not saying quote this. Here's a prayer, just quote this. Everybody say not that. Not that. He says, pray like this. In fact, if you look at the Greek word there, it says, pray in this way, in this manner. Here's a style, here's a thought. Pray like this. He starts out, first one, personalize. Make sure you're personalizing your prayer. Make sure you're talking to a relational God that you can know personally. He says, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. I cannot make this point clear enough. He is talking to Jewish people. Remember, they were given a personal name for God, Yahweh. They don't even say that name because they don't want to misuse it. They have a personal name for God. They're trying to stand a little distant. They call him Lord. They keep him out a little distant and they try to be respectful. He's like, here's how you approach. You say, our Father. They're like, whoa, what, yes, he is your father. He is like a family member so close to you, you are stepping in absolutely ultra close to the God of the universe, father. They would call him Lord, they would call him king, they would call him some other name, but they would never call him father. Jesus is like, yeah, you get to approach daddy. That's who you're talking to. Our father. Everybody say relationship. It is about personalizing this God. He says, who is in heaven, who art in heaven, right? The heavenly father. You'll hear us when we start in prayer a lot around here. Dear heavenly father, our father who art in heaven, right? your heavenly father. It's just a way to start. It's a recognition. You are our father. You are family. He's the one who sits over all creation. He says, hallowed be your name. Hallowed like honored, revered, praised, lifted up. Hallowed be your name. You know, in the Hebrew, a name means everything. Like a name indicates the character The name indicates the quality of them and how they live and how they respond. He's like, may your name be lifted up. It means may your character be lifted up. May you be lifted up in all that you are. Man, we celebrate who you are. That's a power prayer start. My God who is so close to me, family, father, I celebrate who you are. That's a great start. We're gonna talk a little bit more about personalizing in the fourth point, so I'm just gonna hold on that. But personalize, that's a great start to your prayer. Starting out relational, warm, connecting, recognizing who He is. And then the second one, respect. Hopefully, you're noticing if you uh, look at the bookmark, we're just breaking the segments down into the word P R A Y S phrase, one who abides. Praise, right? And so the first is personalized. The second is respect. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Like you're in charge, you're king. May you truly rule over all. We cannot wait for you to enter and be over it all forever. Praise be to God. Your kingdom come, ready? Your will be done. Lord God, whatever you say. My God can, my God will, and even if he doesn't is exactly that prayer. Your will be done. May God get all the glory. says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Look, you're already ruling in heaven. You are in charge there. There is a perfection there. Lord, I cannot wait for there to be a perfection here. Usher in your kingdom. May you get the praise. Lord, in my own life, you're in charge. I'm just telling you, if that's the only part of the prayer you have, Father, I am so privileged to be able to come close to you. I celebrate who you are. You are awesome. You are perfect. Your will, your way. Dude, that's a thunder prayer. Like if you ended at that with amen, amen, Your life is going to be different. I'm telling you, you start praying humbly, handling yourself and giving yourself over to your God. You watch what happens. No toying around, you're like, God, you've got me. You're in charge. Personalize, respect, and then the A, ask, ask. Give us this day our daily bread. Notice he says daily bread. The needs for today. It's not, Lord, can you please fix tomorrow? It's really annoying me as I think about the things that could go wrong there. So if you could really go after that for tomorrow and just change all of tomorrow, you know, today, if you could do that, that'd be great, right? It also doesn't say, give me what I want. Everybody say, not that. Lord... We come to you, and we trust in you, and we hand you the needs. And Lord, we recognize that you have a perspective that is way bigger than mine. And so I look to you and I trust you. And I hand you myself. And I hand you this day. May you get all the glory. Give us this day our daily bread. Man, it's for today's needs, not tomorrow's. Everybody say today's. Today's. is a big deal. As we start to pray, Lord God, I hand you today. Prayer is a daily moment with our king as we ask as we come before him. So P for personalize, R is respect, A is ask. Now the next one, yield. Y is yield. And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Forgive us, Lord, please forgive me. That's the yield. Lord, I am so sorry. Like, what needs to go? Hand it to him. Lord, please forgive me. Then it says, as we also have forgiven our debtors. Dude, that can be a sobering moment. If you're harboring a bitterness and holding on and you won't forgive another, this becomes a tough spot. Lord, please forgive me while I won't forgive them. Everybody say, that's a terrible prayer. (laughs) I know, you didn't come to church thinking you'd say that's a terrible prayer, but that's, right? That is harsh. I'm not gonna think about them. I don't care about them, but will you please forgive me? Like, not that. Lord, may I truly be you in this world. May I be forgiving towards others. As you forgive me, Lord, I hand you this sin. And then the last one, asks, submit. Submit. And he says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Like, Take me on the journey, Lord. You're in charge. You're the leader. You're the guide. Submit. Lord, your guidance. Wherever you go, I go. You lead the way. Like I would long to not collapse into sin. So, Lord, wherever you take me, I follow you. May you protect as you guide. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Just pull out your bookmark for a second, okay? And go to the back side, which is that darker side. It's got the personalized, the respect, the ask. Just pull that up. Here's our call, man. As we go after this together, being able to take this on a daily basis, maybe like right away in the morning, when you wake up, your first thoughts, whatever comes crashing in about whatever you have to handle that day, set that aside. And be able to pick this up and just let this guide you for a handful of times, maybe for weeks, months, as you start to say, Lord, I want my prayer to follow your prayer that you gave as a guideline. You start out personalized. Lord God, I celebrate you. Father God, I am getting close to you. You are my dad. I'm humbled. In the middle of this hurting world, humbled that I can talk to you. Respect. Whatever you say goes in my life today and going forward, you're in charge. Just see how you can step this through. I'm giving you the charge. I ask, Lord, here's what's going on. You know the need. I hand it to you. I ask for miracle work here. I ask for your hand. Yield. Lord, I'm sorry. By the way, you'll find that you'll say, I'm sorry, a lot less in the morning because you just haven't had a lot of chance to sin yet. You know what I mean? (laughs) And then the submit at the end of the day or at the end of it all, Lord, you lead. And I'll just say, do this, just commit to this in the morning and the evening. It's a handful of minutes, you with your God, no toying around, God, I'm on my knees, no distraction, no many words, no shown off in front of others, Just following the guidelines, simple. God, you have my attention right here, right now. In the morning, and maybe before you go to bed at night, you'll find, by the way, when you get to the yield and the saying, Lord, please forgive me, at the end of the day, you're like, "Oof, Lord, please forgive me for that one. (laughs) And being able to keep a short list on what needs to go. And Lord, who do I need to talk to and say I'm sorry to? Who do I need to let go of a debt with? Man, our prayer life can rock our world. Are you ready to follow your God? No more lip service. Time for our heart with our king. Ready? And all of God's people said. Last one, point number four. We're just gonna take a little bit of time on personalize here. Start your prayer with personal connection with your personal God. It's so easy for us to start out, God, you know what's going on. Could you please fix this? And there's nothing wrong with a heartfelt cry in the middle of pain. There just isn't. I'm not speaking against that at all. But man, it's a great time to be able to say, God, I recognize you. I know who you are. I celebrate who you are. It's a sweet moment to be able to spend time with them. Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Lord, I celebrate you. You, I wrote some names down there. You can find many others about God, but Abba, Daddy, Father, you're in charge, protector, Yahweh, the one who is from beginning to end, always will be, provider, healer, the great I am. Lord, this is who I come to and I'm on my knees and I'm humbled in it. And that's a power prayer moment as you start out that way. Lord, I bow before you. May you get all the praise. Here's our call as we go after power prayer. Time to have a little moment in the morning and a little moment at night. Maybe throughout the day, wherever you see fit. But where you're saying, God, this guideline in my life, I am handing my life to you. And my hurts to you. Lord, I'm handing my hopes to you. Here we go. May God rock our world as we worship the king. We worship the one who speaks and the mountains move. We worship the one who heals just because he is, we worship the one who may say, hang on, I've got a bigger plan than you could imagine. Hang on. We worship the God who has it all in hand. Are you ready for your prayer life to be rocked for Jesus Christ? Please hear me. Satan's going to whisper and Satan's going to disturb Satan's gonna call out. Our job is to say, now listening, I'm talking to the God of the universe and he told me I can call him Father. I'm talking to the God of the universe who can do anything. He's in charge of my life. Talk to the hand, I'm talking to the king. May God get all the glory. And all of God's people said, dude, don't toy around. It's time for your worship to light on fire. One prayer at a time. And all of God's people said, let's pray.